Blog Talk Radio. It's the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speedway. Well, hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Speedway Show. This is Speedway, and um, I have to apologize today because I'm feeling a little under the weather. So my voice is a little bit rattly and raspy. But today I have our returning guest, Barbara Hoffmeister. Barbara, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. And I'm really sorry to hear that you're not feeling too great. Well, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's um, allergy season here because oh, the weather just got so warm so quickly. And um, therefore, it's been, you know, we have more pollen than we usually do, and uh, we've got stuff and dust in the air and all sorts of things. So it's been a bit of a challenge, I must say. (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, and we don't have spring here yet. I don't know when that will come this year, but (laughs) it it still looks really like winter. Oh, nice. Yeah, it has a Apparently, I was in the Caribbean a couple of weeks ago, right? I went for a cruise, took my yeah. little niece. Yeah, that was fantastic. And apparently, this is when spring happened. Like, in the 10 days I was away, they had sunshine and warm weather here. And now oh. that I'm back home, I'm in Germany for everybody that hears me for the first time. So now that I'm back home since then, it's been cold. It even snowed a few days ago. Can you imagine? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, you must yeah. have gotten the snow we were supposed to get. <laughs> I'm not supposed to get a flu. I had one a couple of months ago. That's more than enough for me. Oh, bad. So today, <clears throat> the topic of our show is overcoming self-doubt. So the idea, listeners, is you started out the year with the best of intentions about all the things you're going to change. You're going to do amazing things in your career. You're going to lose weight. You're going to get in shape. You're going to finally commit to that book that you've been planning to write. But now not only has the excitement worn off, but you have been beset with self-doubt. The path to success was never promised to be an easy one, so what do you do now? And, Barbara, this is one of the things that you talk about in your book. So for those of you who have not purchased the book yet, you can go to thespeedwayshow.com or you can go to barbarahoffmeister.com or you can go to amazon.com and you can buy our workbook that we're working through called To Be or Not to Be. The choice is yours. So, Barbara, talk to us about what kinds of self-doubt you most commonly see with the people you work with. Well, as you already said, you know, people make plans. I hope they do. I mean, if they don't plan, you know, for their life, then they plan to fail. (laughs) Yeah. Because if they fail, I think it was Brian Tracy that said it, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, and I totally (laughs) agree with that. You must have a plan. You must have goals. You must have a vision for your life. Otherwise, you will be demotivated, you know, because things do happen and, and things do go wrong and things don't work. I'm just going through one of those phases where I could just totally freak out and sometimes I do, you know, I scream.
scream. I live in the woods, so nobody's disturbed. But <laughs> when I get when I get really upset, you know, because I'm trying to open a bank account in the states, and it's such a challenge. I I think I've supplied them with 20 different documents, and uh, yeah, now I'm starting to feel that I am a terrorist or something like that, you know, because they're just giving me such a hard time. <laughs> so, oh wow. Yeah, it's it's just amazing. It's just plain crazy. But anyway, so things happen. You know, things, I mean, obstacles come our way, and there will be challenges, and every one of us has those challenges. Just for people to, who are listening to know, it's not just you, you know, all of us. Beaver has her challenges. I have my challenges. And no matter how well-known you are, how successful you are in your life, you will have your challenges. And most of us, most normal people, will have doubts. You might have noticed that men don't have as many doubts as we women do, which is yeah, which is a bit stupid, really, for us poor women. Uh, it has that has a lot to do with our upbringing, because still, even today and for generations in the past, men have been brought up to be competitive, and women have been brought up to be nice. You know, to be a good wife, to be a That's good right. woman, to be a good girl, first of all, and then a good wife, and so on and so on. So uh, this is one of the reasons why confident men uh, sometimes are overly confident. I mean, mm-hmm. some of them haven't got much to show for you know, for their confidence level. <laughs> they shouldn't but be they so confident. Show, they, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, sometimes I just look at them and I think, Wow, where do you come from? You know, I mean, what do you have to show for your level of, well, arrogance in most cases, you know, when it goes past what really is there to be confident about. But most people, unfortunately, go the other way, and that is to have a lot of self-doubts and not really that much believe in yourself. And this is a big, big, big challenge. A big challenge, because if you don't believe you can reach your goals, you never will. That is massive. It's so important, because we can set the best goals. We can set goals that are easily achievable. It doesn't matter. Or we can set enormous, you know, out-of-this-world things. And unless we believe we can make it happen, it will not happen. So that is one of the first things. I think I talked about this before, and that is, number one, you must know what you want. Number two, you must believe that you can make it happen. That's what we're talking about today, right? So what do you think? Number three, you have to take action so that it actually happens, right? But the number two is, you know, so important that if you do have self-doubts, if, you know, I, I could have self-doubts now. In this situation, I started a company in, in the States a few weeks ago. I'm trying to send some money to my company so we can start operating, mm-hmm. and I have failed to do so for now over months. And I spent at least, I would say, 12 hours on the phone from Germany to the States, so you don't want to know how much that costs. Wow. Just to try and set this up, you know, but that doesn't mean I'm going to give up. It's just frustrating. I lost a couple of deals because of that. Um, yeah, bad news. 
tough luck, maybe that was my learning experience that I needed, you know, maybe it was not the right time to do the investment I wanted to do. I take it as a learning thing. What can I learn from this situation? And I can tell you, because there were so many, I mean, I had so many moments of frustration on the phone with these bank people, and you only get their customer service people because the massive bank, they do not put you through to the operating department. So you talk to a different person each and every, every time, time you call, mm -hmm. and they start from scratch again. It's so frustrating that really I screamed. One time I even cried. I was so frustrated that I cried. You know, I just couldn't, I just couldn't take anymore. So when this happened, I, I see... My weaknesses, you know, I saw some things, how I reacted to certain things. I thought, hmm, that's still there, you know, that's interesting. I thought I'd gotten rid of that a long time ago, you know, <laughs> like oh. impatience and, and, mm -hmm. and some other things. And, and also that I am complicated. I thought that this was gone. You know, I'm a type of very insistent and persistent person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And I'm not always right, of course, I'm human, right? So uh, I noticed that I was bouncing on the same thing over and over and over again. And uh, the Americans, because you are extremely polite people, uh, not like us Germans, so <laughs> they kept saying, yes, I understand your pain, ma'am. And I thought, shh, you know, yeah, I don't want to well, if you understand I wanted my to do pain, something about it. Fix it, it. right. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, so... Yeah, we we do, uh, you know, take your frustrations, take your uh, your doubts also as a learning experience. What can you learn about yourself in this moment of doubt? What is still missing to make you feel good about yourself, to make you feel good about this venture? Because sometimes it is a warning that maybe we are not taking the right uh, route, you know, maybe this is not for us, but I don't mean give up, because that is the worst you can do, do not give up so well um, then, okay, so what do you say to the person who says, you know what I'm listening to you, and that's exactly what I'm going through, you don't understand, my cat died um, my spouse says I suck at what I'm trying to accomplish my parents say I've always been a failure, and I always will be a failure. I just can't. I, you know, it's hard. I just can't do this. So how do you know when you have to push through that self-doubt versus when you might say, you know what, I'm just going to stop trying to do this because mm. it must not be meant for me? Mm. So why well, haven't you stopped trying to get the setup as opposed to saying, well, maybe I'm just not going to have a company in the U.S.? Um, what keeps you going? For me, that's not an option, you know. I've made the decision that this is what I want to do this year. I am very determined. And it, this is just a hiccup, you know. It's just sort of uh, wasting time. But uh, apart from that, no, I have I have no doubts at all. But that's a matter of experience, of course, you know. When somebody that is, is young and inexperienced in life, they would long they would have stopped probably two, three weeks ago, you know, trying to do this. Mm -hmm. And I understand that because we need to learn the experience. We have to go through those experiences. We have to learn that not everything goes smoothly, and that is okay. You know, it's not, uh, it, it's not a bad thing <coughs> Sorry. when things don't go so smoothly. However, 
you ask me what you do about it if you don't have support around yourself. Well, then get a friend who does support you, you know, who will hold your hand and say you can do this and you're good and so on. Or get a coach, get a mentor. I mean, coaching works. I have coaches myself. Mm-hmm. I'm still being coached in certain areas of business, especially where I don't have as much experience or as much success as the other person does. So I get somebody who is further down the road than I am to coach me. And uh, and I can tell everybody that this is extremely valuable, extremely valuable. You can't pay enough for it because they will hold your hand. They will be your support team, you know. They will sort of cheer you on when the going gets tough. And they will also show you exits, you know, where you can – take a different turn and where you can do things slightly different to what you've done until now because what you've done until now hasn't worked quite as you wanted. Mm-hmm. And this is why we need to change it. So when you have that, I mean, first of all, when your spouse, for instance, or your children or your best friends or your family members do not support you in a new venture, and you are really, really passionate about it. You love it. I mean, it really turns you on. Like, I have to really f- make myself focus on something else except this new company, you know, because I'm so excited about it. And I really want to get this going. And so I spend most of my time at the moment on this. Why? Because I'm highly motivated. I'm really, you know, I mean, I'm so super excited. And when you feel like that, you know, it has to be more than just, yeah, it would be nice if I would make more money. So why don't I try this that worked so well for my colleague or for my friend? You know, when you feel like that, it's, it's, that's not a motivation. That's not, you're not inspired to do this. You just think it would be, yeah, maybe it will work, you know. Let's give it a try. But if you start something with that attitude of, well, let's let's have a look if this works for me too, mm-hmm. it will pro- probably not work. You know, I mean, it's just the way it is. This is why in network marketing, uh, some people succeed really extremely, and other, I mean, the majority fail because they sort of started and they say, oh, yeah, they see the guys up on stage and say, I've made a million last month, and they say, yeah, I can do that too, you can do that too. And and then, you know, you're pumped up, you go out of the seminar, and then you start to do it, and you're not, it's not really your thing, you know. You start it, you say, yeah, the guy said I can do it, but you don't really believe it. Yeah. And And you will not go past those first obstacles. That's just the way it is. In past shows, we have talked talked about how to establish your vivid vision. And listeners, if you missed it, I encourage you to listen to a show we did called Making Your Dreams Come True. And if you visit this episode on thespeedwayshow.com, you're going to see a list of the other shows that we have, uh, we have uh, done with Barbara about this around the same topic. And um, one of the things that I... Uh, have have come across in, min- in talking about how to minimize self doubt is being careful about who you talk to, and I think you I, I seem mm-hmm. to remember reading something about that in your book, and you touched on it a minute ago. But when you are thinking about 
doing something and you're all excited, should you be circumspect and should you be careful about who you tell? Because a lot of people will want to tell their spouse, their whoever their significant other is. They want to tell their family. They want to engage their children. And sometimes I get the impression that that's not always the best way to approach mm. it. Mm. Yes, uh, that is unfortunately true. It's not always the best way because you are excited, but they are not. Why should they be? You know, it's not their dream. It's not their vision. It's not what they really want. They might want the results that you want to create, right? They might Mm -hmm. want the results, but they don't see how you, (laughs) you know, their mother or their spouse who maybe stayed at home, and looked after the kids, and now suddenly the kids are, you know, are halfway grown up. They don't need your full attention, and suddenly you've got your own ideas, and you want to do something different and new. And most likely, your husband is going to say no, uh, and and he doesn't like the idea. Not because he doesn't. I mean, he, he most probably doesn't even think about whether you could do it or not. You know, it's just that. As soon as we want a shape, we want to change something, it becomes uncomfortable for those that are close around us. Why? Because they don't know what the results will be. If you do something different that might influence their life, that might uh, bring a change into your everyday life that they might not like. And yeah. it's not even egoism, it's just that, you know, it's not even selfish. It's just that we don't like changes very much in general. But once we, our fire is lit, we want to light the fire and everybody else, and we want to really get going, and we think it's such a great idea, and this is what I want, and, and I'm going to make this happen, and I'm going to do this and that and that. And the people around us, they look at us as if we've gone crazy. It's like, huh? What's the matter with her? You know, I mean... And and that is, first of all, because they don't have the same vision than you do. They can't have the same vision than you do because you haven't maybe not shown it to them. You haven't explained it to them, whatever. Uh, but definitely every one of us is, first of all, afraid of change. And we try to keep the people around us as we know them. Even so, sometimes that's not comfortable, you know. Even so, sometimes we are not happy with the way they are, but this is how we know them, and this is how, you know, how we became comfortable with them. You know, we became used to them like that. And so we know he's like this or she's like that, and that is okay. You know, it's part of our comfort zone. It has become part of our comfort zone. One of the reasons why people stay in abusive relationships for years sometimes, even so they get worse and worse and they get physically more abusive and so on, and they still stay in it because they got used to it over time and now it's become their comfort zone and it's difficult to move out of that. And you will find hundreds of excuses for yourself not to move out of it, you know, because this is, yeah, I got used to it. So this is the way my life is. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't like it, so well, just forgive them and respect that they will need time to adopt. They will need time to see, to start seeing your vision, the way that you see it. And maybe they will never see it like that, which is okay, you know, because everybody has their own dreams and their own visions. 
So uh, I recommend that you don't sort of overwhelm your family <laughs> and, uh, and and get home super excited with this new idea and so tell everybody that I, you're going to be a millionaire in six months' time or, or stuff like that, you know, <laughs> because I hear that quite often. They they go to a seminar or they hear it from somebody and they go home and they say, I'm going to be a boom and I'm going to make this and I'm going to do this. Uh, or I'm going to be a spiritual leader, or whatever it might be that God, you know, that that, that you want to be. Uh, just take the first steps and do it step by step by step for yourself, and find people on similar paths to support you. People who will not see you as a threat or as a challenge, or as maybe uh, changing. Uh, too much for personal comfort, you know, for the other people's personal comfort. That is especially for the for the immediate family, because they can be uh, just afraid for, you know, that things will change too much and and they won't like it. And also, they, in many cases, especially for women, they, uh, guilt plays a part in this. You know, uh, women feel guilty because they are now ready uh, to live their own life, and it doesn't mean their own life without their family in very, very few cases. It just means that I am ready now, you know, my children are not so small anymore, I've got more space, I've got more time, and now I want to live my dream. And and that scares the family. <laughs> and, the, and the women feel guilty because they think, oh, well, you know, for the big... I, I have... A case like that in my coaching class, uh, she had four children, and three of them were already uh, adults, you know, in university, or one was already married, and she had one latecomer, and he was only 12. And so she felt that she now needs to go out into the world and work and, and have her own money and, you know, meet different people and do different things. And her husband was okay with that, and and then she she felt so guilty. She said, yeah, but I don't give the same attention and time to my 12-year-old than I did to the older one. And and she feels so bad that even though she was extremely happy with the job that she found, and, and she was really excited about it, and she'd already been in it for a few months, on the other side there was the guilt. You know, I don't give my 12-year-old enough time. And, and, you know, not the same time that I used to give the others. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, guilt is another one of those things that will make us stop living our dreams. So what is the answer to that kind of situation? Because, you know, as you talk about guilt, there's also boredom, right? So I started out, I was excited, this was great stuff, but now we're just in the day-to-day maintenance of whatever it was that I said I was going to do. The excitement is gone. And frankly, mm-hmm. it's kind of boring. You know, I do. I, I go through that sometimes when I go to the gym. It's like, oh, geez, here I go again three times a week. <laughs> and it's, you know, the excitement of I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to get into shape. It's all gone. And so now I just, I'm just left with having to put one foot in front of the other and just go. So whether it's boredom, whether it's guilt, how do you get past those things that get in your way and push through? Is it just a matter of, just doing it anyway, despite the guilt, for example, or are there other ways that you can cope that will help you? Well, I think the main thing is that you need to really 
still feel that vision, you know. If you don't see that vision of yourself being slim and trim anymore, you know, you can't see it anymore because now you know the drudgery of it and, mm -hmm. and that it does take some time and uh, you thought it was, would be easier and so on and so on, then, of course, it would be challenging in the time because our willpower is not enough to keep us going uh, in very, very few cases. Willpower is, comes from our conscious mind. Our conscious mind has only 3% say in, in what we actually do. You know, most of it, we are uh, engineered by our, by our subconscious, which is 97% of our thoughts approximately. So those 97% push us. This is why we need to have a very clear vision. I mean, really vision. Make a video for yourself, you know, of what you really want. Or make a vision board for yourself of all the stuff that you want in your life. I don't just mean material things. I mean everything that you want to have in your life, you know. Make sure that you stay on that dream because that is where the motivation comes from. If I'm not sure if I told the story of Oprah. Oprah has one challenge in her life, and I think it's probably only, I mean, it's the only one that I know of, and that is her weight. You know, mm -hmm. she gets slim, she gets fat again, she gets slim, she gets overweight yeah. again. And it is because, and she knows that actually, I don't know why she hasn't changed it, but she talks about it, and normally she is very positive and forward-moving in everything that she thinks and speaks. She's always positive in the positive way, forward-moving. With her weight, she's not. With her weight, she says, I train, I exercise so much because I don't want to have a fat butt. So, <laughs> yeah, but that is negative, right? Because mm -hmm. she sees, each time she says that or thinks that, she sees the fat butt. And, oh. and yeah, and this is enforcing the message. And this is why it's so challenging for her to stay the way she wants to stay. Even so, she does do the exercise, and she has a personal trainer, and she has a lot of discipline, mm -hmm. but still it is a challenge for her. So we need to think how we formulate our own thoughts and our own words, because she actually talks about it. So it's still there. You know, I, I heard it just a couple of years ago, and I was really surprised. And, uh, and she's aware of this. Yeah. So it's interesting. Sometimes we know what we should be doing, but we don't do it. Now, in your book, there are several assignments in the chapter that deals with self-doubt. Tell mm -hmm. the listeners what you would like them to think about to get started down this path to getting that confidence back. Hmm. Well, first of all, I would suggest that you give yourself some benefits, <laughs> I mean, for all the amazing achievements that you've already uh, had in your life. We don't think about that. You know, we reach a certain goal, we uh, reach a certain position, and, okay, it was maybe exciting to get there or maybe difficult to get there, but once we're there, we forget about it. It's like mm -hmm. it's nothing. You know, like when people say, oh, you've published a book and it, it became an Amazon bestseller. Wow. And for me, it's like, yeah, so what? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, that's the way we are, unfortunately. 
uh, once it's done, it's like, okay, it's done, let's move on. At least I'm like that, you know. Let's uh-huh. move on to the next thing. But, of course, that's not very beneficial. We need to to remember all our wonderful achievements. So I recommend that people have a journal and they write in it all the things, first of all, that they have already achieved in their life and all of their positive uh, um Oh, God, what's the word? Help me. All of the positive attributes, you know, oh, that, their, their, their strengths. The qualities that they have. Yeah, the qualities they have, the strengths they have, uh, the attributes that they have in their life that are good, you know, uh, that they like about themselves. And I know that this is really challenging for some people, you know, after two or three, they stop because they say, well, I can't think of anything more. This is when you need to continue because every one of us has more than three uh, uh, positive strengths in their life. I mean, for sure, 100%. So write it down and write it down. Uh, I also recommend to write it down twice. Write it down once in your journal, all of your achievements, and start from scratch, you know, from your from when you were a little baby, you learned how to walk. Mm-hmm. That is an amazing achievement in my eyes. I mean, when you watch little kids, how often they have to fall down before they actually walk, yeah. that is an incredible achievement. And and you did it. You learned how to speak, maybe even several languages. You mm-hmm. know, you went through school, which is uh, quite challenging at times. And And you got maybe a degree. You know, then you found a job, and then you found a boyfriend or a husband, and you had children, and, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, millions of things we have done in our life that were good, that were uh, that were positive, and not everybody was able to do that. Okay, and so, so, you know, write it down, but really write it down, not just think about it, write it down, and then make a small piece of paper with your main achievements, you know, what you're really proud of, and keep them in your pocketbook because you want to be reminded each time you feel down and you feel you can't do it and I'm not really good enough and I can't, I don't think I can really do that, you know, and maybe it's just me and when all these self-doubts come up, then look at this paper of you, of what you have already achieved up to date. And uh-huh. add whatever else comes up because we don't think about everything the first time we do this. You know, we need to add to it as as time goes along and we come up with more things and we get used to tapping ourselves on the back and saying, well done, Barbara. <laughs> you know, you have to do it to yourself because you can't wait until somebody else does it for you. That's true. Well, all right, listeners, you have a month to get your act together. So complete the assignments in the chapter on self-doubt and join us toward the next, uh, the end of next month when we're going to take the next step in making our dreams come true. I would encourage you to visit thespeedwayshow.com because you will also see some links to uh, other work that Barbara has done. You'll learn more about Barbara, who is, as she mentioned, an Amazon.com bestseller. And you will also get links to information about Barbara and Barbara's blog, or you can just start at BarbaraHuffmeister.com. 
So either way, if you just remember one of those two websites, and we'll link you through to Barbara, and if you want to contact Barbara, you certainly can, and we'll, we'll give you that information on the website as well. Barbara, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Well, thank you so much for having me, and I look forward to the next one and wish you all the best. Well, thank you. We both sound like we have a little recovery. Wish you all the best with your uh, allergies right now. Well, you know, thank that you. Will not, it will not be too bad. And, well, uh, yeah, and, and thanks for having me. So I see you soon. Yes, indeed. Uh, listeners, join me next week when we will be uh, talking more about other topics. And um, until then, this is BYU saying go in peace and keep your self-confidence together. Thank you for joining us on The Speedway Show. Visit thespeedwayshow.com for content and other episodes. Join the fan page at facebook.com slash thespeedwayshow. And follow Speedway on Twitter at the handle thespeedwayshow. Until next week, live well, live fully, and love deeply.